the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. What has happened, everybody? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time, welcome to the family. If you're a regular, welcome back. I appreciate you guys. If you haven't already, go hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show after. I know I sound like a broken record saying that, but you know, sometimes you just got to tell you guys what to do, right? Otherwise you don't do it. <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, I love you guys and I appreciate you. Share this with a friend as well. Text somebody, ask them if they've heard of the show before. If they haven't, be like, well, what are you doing with your life? Anyway. Today's guest um, is a buddy of mine that I've known for a while. I've known his family for a while. I played hockey with his brother. Me and him became friends a while back. I can't remember. I think we worked together. Yeah, we worked together back at the keg in Victoria where we grew up. And just over the years, we lived in the same city in Vancouver. We just sort of kept in touch. I got Matt Hamilton joining us. He's a very talented actor, very talented writer. He's done some really funny shit. If you guys haven't, pause this. Go and look up Matt Hamilton. He's got some awesome stuff. He's been in different roles with really high-end people, really like successful people. And, you know, he's he's really talented, really modest guy as well. He's hilarious. And it was really great to connect with him and to see what he's up to. And, yeah, I mean, he's, he's on the path to becoming um, one of the greats. You know, and, and the thing that I admire about Matt is that he's he stayed with the, his on his path, on his journey, and he hasn't quit because, you know, people quit everything these days. You know, you you, you hear it's hard and you just, you just don't want to see it through. You say you want something, but you don't do the actions that it takes. And Matty's been doing it for a while. And he gives us some good insight into the game of, in acting and what it's like. And, you know, we have a little chat. We don't go too, like, deep, deep into his story, but... We, we kind of went more into just kind of like the grind that acting can be. And I know a lot of people that are in this game and I, I highly, highly admire them because fuck, it can be tough, right? Just to be able to, to be able to get used to, I don't want to say rejection, but used to just not getting those roles that you may think were for you and, and, and realizing that it's not actually you. It's just that you're not ready for that part or you're not the one that they want. So um, yeah, I picked his brain about that a little bit. So yeah, guys, it's a good conversation and I hope you enjoy it. So we are going to dive right in. Matt Hamilton coming right up guys. Maddie, what is up brother? Awesome. Not much <laughs> brother. Not much. Oh man. So good to have you on. Um, it's been a while. Like you're doing such fucking amazing things and just been watching you grow in, in the, uh, in the acting world and, and writing and man, it's been great to watch and I continue to Thanks, keep seeing man. these. Yeah, man, you got a real, it's, it's an awesome skill and I have always admired it. It made me want to go into acting back in the day too. Cause I'd watch you and I'd like, remember that. Yeah. And I was like, some of the stuff has been amazing, man. And before we get into that, I would love if you could, anybody that doesn't know you and haven't, hasn't checked out any of your stuff, maybe give us a little bit of a background about yourself. You know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm an actor, screenwriter, I guess, and well, not I guess I am. Um, and I went to how I stumbled onto it was growing up. I was a movie nut, and I loved to write. Like I would, I would write all these short stories all the time, and I'd, I'd imagine them as movies. But I didn't think to put 
those together until my first year of university at UVic. And I took a writing course and had screenwriting in it. And it was just like, what? So after one year at UVic, one year where, you know, when you're 19, you go and you actually kind of don't go a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I did for my writing class and I loved it. So then I went to Vancouver Film School for screenwriting. And I loved that. It was awesome. And my first feature I wrote out of that placed in a contest. And I got, then I got an agent in New York. And I was like, you know, 22. I'm like, here we go. I'm going to get rich. Yeah. And I, I didn't. I just kind of let that script kind of hang. Maybe a little bit of money. I did some rewrite work here and there, but nothing really. Mm. And I just spent my a lot of, first half of my 20s just kind of having fun. And then my mom convinced me to go back to UVic and finish my writing degree, which I begrudgingly did, but I'm so happy that I did. A, just to complete, just to complete the degree. Mm. But also, it got me back into writing because you're writing uh your own stuff but you're also reading your classmates stuff and then you know the muscle that you use to do that is just working and working and then you get back into stuff and then i met some great people there some people i still work with writing wise and yeah and then so while i was doing that i was doing like sketches and and short films and things like that uh, a friend of mine she's an actor leah gibson she's also from victoria she sent me this email once it was over Facebook. Well, whatever, same thing. And she was like, Maddie, you, and it was this big thing. Like, you need to go to Vancouver. You need to get an agent. You're going to go up for all this stuff. Da -da 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 -da. And I was like, oh, but I'm still in u u university. She's like, just go. Who cares? I like, okay. So I did. I went over. Uh, I met a couple agents. Uh, I signed with the one I'm still with today. And that's how I started. Acting. Yeah. And in the first, uh, within the first month, I booked a commercial or a movie. Yeah, it was always a TV movie. That's right. It was filming in Victoria. Then a month later, I booked a Molson Canadian commercial. I was like, yeah, this ain't so bad. <laughs> and then I went about a year and a half without booking anything. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It is hard. It's very hard. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. And so since then, I've been kind of just grinding my way up. You know, the natural hu human condition is to always want more, right? So. Right. You want to get on a TV show or you want to get into movies. And it's like, you get into movies. It's like, okay, now I want bigger roles in the movies. It's like, oh, now you get that. Okay, now I want lead roles. Or how do I get lead roles? How do I get stuff offered to me? And so I'm just kind of grinding that. There's a lot of MOWs, like Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies that film in Vancouver. So I've been fortunate enough that they employ me. Yeah. Um, but it's also like, those aren't totally the stories I want to tell. It, a lot of it is me playing the same character, like the funny best friend or the shitty ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and they're, you know, it's fun and I'm, I'm grateful for the work, but at the same time, it's like, okay, what's next? And so I, that's where the writing kind of comes in and it keeps me kind of motivated. I have three kind of writing projects that are under option by different companies. Yeah. Two features in a series. So they're all in various stages. So it's a lot of me working on that, moving toward getting a role I want to play and doing my own thing. But in the meantime, I'm grateful for any work that I get. Yeah. So well, what do you like? Mark, I might be dead. What, <laughs> I'd be very hungry. I'll what do you that. like better, man? What do you like better writing or the actual acting? Well, I, I, I like writing better, but the acting's easier because 
writing is convincing somebody to spend a lot of money on something. Acting is that part's already been done. They need the actors. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've had a lot of close calls with writing stuff that haven't gone. Um, and even like, I, I never want to get too up. I, like there's a couple, one of the features I have is, uh, I don't know if I can talk about it too much. It's in, they're reaching out to us, like attached star names at this point. Yeah. And the company has done some cool stuff that's done it. So it feels, it feels very promising, but I don't want to get, yeah. you know, put my, the horse ahead of the cart or cart ahead of the yeah. horse or whatever. I don't want any carts and any horses. Yeah. <laughs> um, just cause you know, at any point it'd be like, Oh yeah, right. Actually the $2 million budget's gone or this so, actor can't do it. How do you, this is the thing that fascinates me, man. And I, I talked to a few different actors. How do you keep, how do you keep that drive, man? Because, and because you know, things like that, you get excited and then you don't get the role or, yeah. or somebody doesn't take that or somebody doesn't like it. Like, how do you keep, how do you keep it going, bro? You've been doing it for years consistently. Like, you always have good work. You, your writing is amazing. I remember those beer commercials you used to do back in the day. Oh, yeah, right. Dude, yeah. hilarious. Like, you, you got this humor. I appreciate that stuff, and so do a lot of people. But how do you keep going? Because it's not an easy game, bro. Like, yeah. No, you know, like, yeah. Someone described it as, like, uh, a sea of no's sprinkled with a few yeses. And there, and there definitely has been times when you think about, God, like, why am I doing this? So what do you do in those moments that that's, that's like, what do you do? Because there's so many people that quit because yeah. they, they get some shit yeah. in their life, right? Like how, how, what do you do in those moments? Well, well there's a, a saying I kind of learned in, in writing school. I, think, I can't remember if it was UVic or VFS, but it's like make your own breaks. And okay. so when you lose out on a big role, like there's been a couple of roles I thought one they're close. That could have been big. One, you know, you get a role in the pilot you think is going to be a big deal and then the pilot doesn't get picked up. Or, yeah, I got, I got recast in uh, Legion, that show on FX, because they moved season two to L.A. Mm -hmm. And they tried to bring me down for an episode, but they couldn't get my work visa in time. So they had to recast me. So, and although that wouldn't have been, like, as it turns out, like, life-changing, because the show, although it's a weird, cool show, it wasn't a huge show, but still it's things like that. And you just, you get, it, it bums you out, but it's like, make your own breaks the saying that I heard. So, you, I mean, you can feel sorry for yourself if you want, but at the end of the day, I'm in a fortunate position. I'm a lot more fortunate than a lot of people who have it a lot worse. Yeah. I lost out on a, a job. Yeah. Now you can feel sorry for yourself or you can get back to work and try and get another job. You know what I mean? Yeah, because wouldn't a lot of people take it? I was talking about this with somebody else, and that's why this, this, this reminded me. Do a lot of people take it personal? So it's mm -hmm. like they think it's like a personal, like they suck at acting, but really it's like, no, it's just the guy doesn't, or the guy or casting agent or whoever's doing, I don't even know what they call it. Does, yeah. You're not the right person in their vision. Yeah. Right? They have a vision of somebody, right? Yeah. And you're just not that, that person. So it. it's not yeah. personal. No, right? no. People probably and, get that, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I got I got bounced from a movie earlier this year because I I had the role as the choice, but then the network thought I didn't look enough like my on-screen sister, oh, and so it was like, oh, well, 
why the hell did you bring me in then to audition <laughs> for this role? And so they they bounce and they end up offering me a different role in the movie, which I which I took. It was a kind of an uninteresting role, but you know, money's money. I need to eat. But yeah, no, yeah, it's that that's the thing. You got to kind of separate yourself from that and taking it personal is not going to get you very far because a lot of the guys that go out I audition against are, are friends of mine and so I go into those rooms and it's a lot of the same friendly faces and I, I'm not one of those guys who likes to hold a grudge or like fuck that guy like what you know what I mean like if if I don't get the role if a friend of mine gets the role that I, that makes me happy too yeah um but the, you know that's the the time that gets frustrating is when they they audition you and but then they offer the role to like a star in LA. It's like, but, oh. but they, because of the union regulations, they have to audition in Vancouver for certain roles. Oh yeah. And so it's like, oh. So they have no intention. They're just. Yeah. Okay. But, but that's part, that's part of the, that's part of the grind. It's part yeah. of the grind. Yeah. Who, who, who's somebody that's been your, you know, I mean, in hockey and sports, you usually have that like idol that you look up to. Who has been yeah. a, like an actor or writer that has been like the one that you're like, man, that guy inspires me. That, that person makes me want to do this even more. You see their work and you're like blown away by it. You know, is there anybody that's been yeah. like that for you? Um, that's a good question. I don't have, I don't have a lot. I, I don't have a, like, I, well, I have a lot of people. I don't have anyone specifically, but I mean, I can name like Daniel Kalua is an actor. He was the guy from Get Out. He was in Widows. He was in Scario. He's got a new movie coming out that's cool. But one thing I really admire about him, he's always doing kind of different, interesting things. Mm. You know what I mean? And so that I really enjoy. Um, even somebody like, I mean, Adam Sandler, who yeah. does a lot of shitty movies. But then we'll sprinkle a good one here and there. But all his shitty movies are him bringing his buddies to Hawaii yeah. and hanging out for two months. Yeah. Like, if I could do that, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Actually, here's one. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah, Seth Rogen. Because, A, he's a Vancouver guy. But also, he's doing that thing that M. Sandler's doing. But he's, like, he's doing a lot of really great stuff. Mm. Like, that show he kind of helped create the boys yeah. for Amazon Prime is awesome. And then The Good Boys, that movie that just came out. and his comedy and like he does really really interesting things but he's always grinding so that is kind of like where i want to be like writing things kind of champion thing creating maybe producing and then acting yeah like, acting in my own my own stuff is kind of my end goal kind of thing what i want to do yeah so what about like writers what about big directors has there been any that have been like your or are you kind of like the, the smaller name or the people that are not as well known or like, um, yeah, well, I don't really like, it always fascinates me, man, the people in this business, yeah. it's like asking me, you know, about hockey or, I mean, you know, hockey yeah. too, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you guys see it different. You appreciate different things. Yeah. When you're in that, that space. Right. Yeah. And like, you um, probably, it's not as cliche as, as the person from the outside like that loves all the famous, the directors, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, one that's that comes to mind right now is Ari Aster, the guy who wrote and directed Hereditary, and he did a movie this summer called Mid Midsummer. Look, I need to is, watch more movies, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it, Midsummer is an interesting, it's a little bit overlong, but it has some really interesting things. But he just 
the way he writes is like it's a lot different than what I write, but it's really interesting. It's yeah. really compelling stuff. Well, what makes it interesting to you though? Like what what it is it? Like what? Well, it's like he does this. It's like the slow burn horror. Okay. But it's kind of not horror, but then it's sprinkled with like horrific elements. And that's, I mean, I love the horror genre. Like Hereditary was one of my favorite movies of last year when it came out. You should watch that. It's on Netflix. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to look it up. I mean, if you're, but it's like, it's one of these movies where every sense, every scene has this like sense of dread to it and it's building and it gets kind of creepy and then the ending is bonkers. Mm. So to be able to do that, because I've, I've got a horror script in production right now and just being able to have that sense of dread is like it was, as an audience member you're going oh shit what's gonna happen now what is this what's uh, going on i don't like this but even if nothing happens just having that how do you scene, how do you create that though that's that's oh, what i find fascinating yeah. is like how the how do you create that feel that emotional element yeah that feeling because you we watch these movies and then you see low budget and you're like, wait, there's something different there. Yeah. Right? Like how does that, I mean, I know it's hard to quantify, explain. But. Right. Well, I mean, there's no, there's no kind of one answer for it. Yeah. For basically, sure. you know, that what makes like making a good movie is hard yeah. and with that kind of stuff. So what, what you need for that to happen is kind of everything. Like you need the script to be good and the script can be kind of a bare bones, whatever, maybe. But if the director sees something or the cinematographer sees something and then the actors bring their own thing, that's where you get stuff that really stands out. Yeah. Like we, like we kind of talked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I just watched it again with my girlfriend. And, and that was, I mean, there's some really, really interesting things in that movie. Yeah. But visually, it's really captivating. The performances are great. The storyline, I actually didn't first time i watched it i'm like where the hell is this movie going yeah and i'm not so, i'm not gonna spoil anything but yeah um yeah and, and then i the second time i watched it i really kind of appreciated how yeah. how it was and how it went that way the music man the, the way yeah. he, the way he can capture a feeling in that music and that vibe that you get when you're in the car it's like fuck man this is great. yeah yeah, like he's great at it. And and there's there's certain directors that have that ability to like really like Scorsese could do that and like Departed even just with like music, yeah. you know, with the Stones or like I don't know, man. When I when I can get that emotional lift from a, a song and that feeling, yeah, I don't know. I just love that. It's always been something that really, I don't know, that not everybody can do. You know? Yeah, well, sound sound is one of those things in film where a lot of times. The Coen brothers are really good at this and their use of sound or lack thereof. If you see a lot of their movies, the score plays a big point part, but then you watch No Crunch for Old Men and it's almost scoreless. Yeah. There's almost no sound, but that is really effective in the way that they use that. Right. And so, and that's one of those things where it might be, you might not, if, if you don't notice the sound, that's probably a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless, like that means that you're immersed <laughs> in the world and you've bought in and you know, like, but if you notice, like, what the hell is this sound? Or what is this yeah. sound? Or, you know, if it sticks out, then it might jar, you know, jar you yeah. out of the experience you're having or whatever. But that, I mean, it's, it's so tricky. There's so much that goes into making movies. 
Do you find yourself overanalyzing shit a lot? And people are like, man, I don't even think about that. Stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when I watch movies with my girlfriend, cause she, like, she just likes to watch the yeah. movies. Just, and I'm like, well, why would do that? Like, oh, I don't like that line. Da, 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 da. Or like, I'll, I'll try and like predict the line that's coming. Yeah. I'll say something. And then I'm like, oh, see, he's going to come back in, in two acts. Just wait kind of thing. And yeah. so I, I, I do kind of overanalyze it sometimes. But yeah. that's just part of having the brain that works in the industry, I yeah. guess. This always fascinates me too, is like you've worked with some awesome actors, right? Actors, yeah. Actresses. Who is, yeah. you know, not, not trying to, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. Who has been one that's, or people that have kind of been like impactful, like impacted you? You've been like, wow, that's, you've been able to, you know, be like, man, they could do great work or great yeah. people are. is any that have stood out to you i'm not going to say who's your favorite but like you yeah. know there's the unique people you know sometimes you think they're going to be one way and then they're not and you know maybe if you tell us about that man that that's yeah yeah of course well I, when i did legion dan stevens was the lead in legion and he's he's done a lot of stuff he was the beast and beauty and the beast oh yeah um, yeah he was well, he's in this really great movie called the guest um but anyway, he, he was a guy who was, I was meeting him and he was kind of a star and he was so down to earth. He was so nice. He was so chill. And then when we were doing our scene, he just, you know, he brought it and it was like, he was ready for it. We kind of, we kind of work in the same way in the sense that I like to improv and stuff like that. I like to change things if I can or whatever. And we were doing Legion, which is done by Noah Hawley, who does, who did Fargo and, and, uh, he's got a movie coming out and he, he's, you know, he's won Emmys. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. And he's an awesome guy, but he's a guy who would like, no, I don't want you. <laughs> no, nah, I just stick to this, just stick to the script. And so Dan, he was coming off a couple of movies. I remember he said to me, he's like, uh, first couple of scenes, he's just kind of going, he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's just stick to the lines. He's like, Oh, you don't want to do any improv? He's like, no, not, not really. <laughs> Dan's like, oh, okay, where's the script? Let me just read this again. Make sure. <laughs> because every set's different, right? Like some directors yeah. like you to kind of improv or change lines. And I always try and do it if I, I find I can improve it. But, I, you know, I ask the director, hey, do you mind? Oh, or yeah. what do you think about this? And sometimes they say no. And that, that's cool, man. They're, it's their thing, you know? I'm there, to, I'm there to help them kind of achieve their vision. So, and other, other times they're like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. And it's a collaborative industry. So um, at the end of the day, like for me, the, the kind of mantra is like best idea wins. Mm. And so I think I got completely off track here. We're talking about actors. Oh yeah. So Dan Stevens. Yeah. No, yeah. he was great. And there's another local guy, Alex Ponovic. He's a guy and he's kind of, we used to kind of audition for some of the same stuff, but now yeah. he's, his career is this. Yeah. My career is this. It's like a minnow. That's it's going up, bro. You, it's minnow. <laughs> you can see it's up. Um, but Alex has done a bunch of cool stuff. Um, he's on Ben Helsing and and uh, what's the other show he's on? I can't remember. Sorry, Alex. Um, but he, the way he treats everybody, like on set, everybody. Mm. Like, man, that guy is one of the nicest guys. And so you see that and it's like, you try and bring that because you, I mean, we've all worked on shows or some of the actors, usually kind of the lead actors or whatever, are kind of dicks. Yeah. And not nice to the makeup people or the sound people or, yeah. 
or maybe they're not even dicks. Maybe they're having a bad day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they just get to their head. Yeah. And they're used to a certain way or they're used to a certain something and whatever. Yeah. But just watching how he kind of goes out of his way to be nice to everybody, regardless, is something I try to take to with me to everything I do. Yeah. And if Cindy, Cindy buzz me, she's an actor too. She's a friend of mine and she does, she's a lead of like a lot of these Hallmark movies. And so she lives in LA now, but she used to live up here and we used to hang out a lot. And she, she would make it her mission to learn everybody's name. Yeah. That's cool. On the movie she's working on. And I thought that was really cool. And I, I'm horrendous with names too. Yeah. Same. Like I'm such a moron. Like I'll meet somebody. I'd be like, Hey Jim, how are you? And the, yeah. my head's going elsewhere immediately. Yeah, and I, I think everybody's like that, though. Yeah, most people. But it's like I go in saying, "Okay, let's remember his name," and then the next day it's like, "No idea." Yeah, like yeah. what? Like I don't have that skill. Yeah, it's 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 a skill for sure, man. Yeah, it very much is. And people that can do that, man, like, I think that's normal. And, but yeah, man, I like, I like people that at the end of the day, when you strip it all away, we're all humans, right? We're all human yeah. beings. Be nice. Yeah. Just be a, just be a kind human being. Like, don't yeah. be a dick. Cause there's so well, many dicks yeah. out there, man. Like, it's like, well, especially in like when you're making a movie, cause it's a, it's a high stress environment. A lot of yeah. the time, Yeah, you know, they're trying to, they have a certain deadline you have to get this done it's somebody spending a lot of money to do it and then you're behind and you have to pay everybody and then you know there's some sets you go on and it's like oh this isn't a very friendly set just because you know maybe they're doing night shoots and they're behind and people are tired and annoyed but other sets you go on and say like, i'm supernatural i've done that a couple times and that show was going on for like 15 years now yeah. this is last year and like every, like all the crew, like they're all friends, yeah. everyone's buddies. It's awesome. And it's like, you go in, like you feel like there's this warming kind of welcoming feeling there. Yeah. So yeah, go, going out of your way to be nice is not a hard thing to do. It's kind of a normal thing to do, but sometimes people forget it when they're locked in, especially in movie sets and their lines or they had to get up at 4am to get to set and they didn't sleep well or they got in a fight with their girlfriend or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? I used to see that a lot too. Like in Sydney, the hotel I was working at, a lot of the, the premieres were at the Sydney uh, theater or whatever. And a lot of them would have the after parties at our bar upstairs, the one I was running at QT. And a lot of them, this was before my time, but uh, Brad and Angelina were there and um, Russell Crowe, I met him. And like, you get to see these people as you know, and like some you think they're going to be nice and some aren't like, it's crazy because, and their behaviors and stuff. Yeah. And some of them don't treat people that nice, but some do. And you're like, wow, that's interesting. Like, yeah. Um, I forget what that guy's name was that, oh, what? I forget his name. I'm going to remember it after. Um, he was married to Meg Ryan. Dennis Quaid? Yeah. He's the nicest guy, man. Yeah, I heard that about he him. He was the nicest guy. He he came into this bar I was working at on a Saturday, and everybody it was empty, and he just sat at the front of the bar. And I'm like, holy fuck, I know I know this guy, and we started talking, and he was just like, the nicest guy in the world, man. Just asking me about myself, and he was here for a while, and he was shooting a movie, and I was like, man, this guy is like, he's like a the night one of the nicest dudes ever. He doesn't have yeah. to talk to me, yeah. but like 
then there's other ones I met where I'm like, man, you're a dick. Like you're, a yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's just the name of the game. Right. I find yeah. it so interesting how certain people keep that, that, that real, you know, they remember what it's like to be a mm-hmm. normal. Right. Yeah. What was, yeah. um, sorry, you don't go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You go ahead. What was, no, you um, go. no, you go. Yeah. What was, what's, what's, what about, what's her name from suits, man? What's her name again? Oh, Megan Markle. Yeah. yeah. She was a sweetheart. She was really nice. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I played her boyfriend in a movie. Yeah, the batting she, cage. Yeah, first she dumped me to go find her true love. Um, <laughs> I only had a couple days with her, uh, yeah. but she was, yeah, she was, she was really kind. But like those movies, those TV movies for the lead, especially because yeah. the, the girl is usually the lead. Yeah. They're, they're difficult because I was, t- I was talking to her and like a, a big time budget, a big budget movie, like one of the days I did on Legion, that's a Marvel show. You know, we, the full day we shot two pages and, you know, two to five pages is kind of a normal thing on a high budget uh, movie. But these Hallmark movies do sometimes like eight to 14 and they're very dialogue heavy, especially for the, uh, for the female lead. And so I was asking Megan, like how she was enjoying Vancouver and stuff like that. And she was just kind of like, honestly, I'm not, you know, I work 12 <laughs> hours. And then I go home, bow to the hotel, have a glass of wine, and then I have 12 pages to read, learn for tomorrow. And it's, she's in like every scene. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with her other than the shooting stuff. But she, she was really kind. She was really cool. I, uh, this was before all her um, royal yeah. stuff. Well, I think it was. Or before it was public anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now she's a duchess. And I'm on my couch talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome. So, man, out of all of this stuff, though, like, what has been the biggest challenge for you in this game? You know, like, what has been one of these things that has been that somebody a a younger version would come into the game? Like, what would you say to them? You know, like what has been a real challenge that you would try and help like a younger actor before it happens? Right. Um, that's a good question. Well, one thing I would say is like, one thing I can't stand equality in people is entitlement. Yeah. And a lot of times you see actors who feel like they're entitled because they're acting. And I've done movies where I've hung out with like some of the cast and it, sometimes it makes my skin crawl and they get, to act like we're just doing a job this is just a job it's no yeah. different than anybody else it's just a weird job that people watch yeah you know what i mean so yeah. entitlement don't have that yeah uh be kind and if if you if this is something you're serious about you have to be resilient you know what i mean like you might not i did a movie with a girl who was the lead of it or this year comes out i don't know when it comes out but it she like she she lives in LA. She didn't work for two years, hmm. and so that is something that it can be possible if you're an actor. Yeah, and that might not have anything to do with your talent. That could just be the luck of the draw because that's kind of how it goes sometimes. So if you believe in your talent and you believe this is something you want to do and you can do, then be resilient because you're gonna have a lot of failures, a lot of stuff not go your way. Um, yeah, so resilient. And the first two things I said, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, be kind. That, I mean, that's, 
that's just a human thing though. That shouldn't yeah, be, of course that, that shouldn't be advice just, but well, when does somebody, you know. ha- where did somebody hang him up? Like, yeah. Does somebody question. say like, Hey, you know, <laughs> or well, do they? I think about, yeah, I think about that too, because you know, I'm at a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Lance, I'm getting up there, bud. Yeah. And it's just like, is this something I want to be doing the rest of my life? Like these kind of movies, which obviously won't be the rest of my life, but in the next 10 years, I'd say. And it's not, and it's not. So that's why I want, that's, I'm trying to focus a lot on my writing stuff yeah. because I want to be dynamic. I want to change. I want to do different things. And I want that, like, I, I want to have my writing kind of take me to places I want to be. Otherwise it's a, I'm just not being challenged. And so then I have to assess of like, okay, well now what kind of thing? Like what am I going to do now? I've been an actor and a writer. I've been trying to do this for 10 years now. Not quite. I don't know. Um, then it's just a matter of a break though, right? When it comes to writing. So you want to focus more yeah. on writing. That's like your plan. So like you get up, you think about what you want to be. You want to be like, like a, like a writer, director kind yeah. of. I, Not a director. May, maybe direct sometimes. I mean, I, I, I've directed a couple of like shorts and stuff like that. It, it's a lot. I, I don't know enough about it. And yeah. I like just to focus on the writing and the acting. And then maybe down the road, if I become successful, maybe directing something I'll look at. But, you know, I, I have a good kind of creative eye, but I've worked with some directors and you go, wow, that guy knows what he's doing. Mm. Um, and, and it's cool to work with that. And then if, if that was me, it'd be, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be on that level, you know, you know what I mean? So right. I like this to stick with the writing and writing and the acting. Awesome, man. Mm. Yeah. I find it fascinating how people are there. If they're skilled at writing, you can make so much money, man. Even in like copywriting for ads, just yeah. to be able to communicate your words so that somebody else can listen and get emotionally elevated or make them think differently and choice, choose different. It's, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like yeah. that in, in, in scripts too. Yeah. Like it's like, and it's so, yeah, I mean, like, I always wonder like what makes a good writer, you know, and how do you become better at writing? I guess it's yeah. different for your, your niche, right? Yeah. So, I mean, some of it's like, some of it's not te- teachable almost, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for like, if it's creatively, mm-hmm. like I think cre- you either have the creative gene or you don't. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have it, then you can't, I don't think you're going to be a very good screenwriter. You might be a good copywriter, whatever, yeah. but creatively like for me, screenwriting is you figure out your idea, you break the scenes down or whatever. It's like, how do I change? Like, what would the audience expect out of the scene? What do I need to happen out of the scene? And how can I subvert the audience expectations? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. John needs to walk through the door to go see his dog. Yeah. We know that's going to happen. How do you make that interesting? It's like one of the hardest things to write is like romantic comedies because you know how they're going to end, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. So the challenge there is how do you make the ride interesting? Yeah. And they've done like Netflix has released a bunch of them. Um, uh, or Crazy Rich Agents came out. That's a romantic comedy. Yeah. I, think, right? I haven't seen that. Yeah. I've heard really great things about that. Hilarious. And that's, yeah, I've heard it's really funny. And so, and Seth Rogen's last movie, The Long Shot, is essentially a romantic comedy. 
and he puts his own kind of spin on it with his type of humor. So, yeah, subverting expectations, be aware of cliches, and, you know, I just try and make the choices my characters make as interesting as possible Yeah. when I'm writing anyways. I love it, man. Where, uh, where can we all check you out, bro? Where's the best place to check out your stuff? Uh, check out my stuff. Well, I guess you could, my, uh, IMDB. Yeah. So just, I'm the internet movie database yeah. that has all the stuff I'm in and what's coming out and stuff like that. Uh, Matt Hamilton, obviously on that. And then, yeah, just kind of Twitter, Instagram. Those are the most things. Um, I have a Facebook page. I don't, I don't, I'm not on Facebook a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't care how much the Russians have stolen of my information because I'm not that interesting, but <laughs> I just don't like Facebook all that much. Yeah, no, which is ironic because I'm on Instagram more, but Facebook owns Instagram, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Instagram <laughs> and Twitter is underscore Matt underscore hammer. Cool, man. So yeah. What about YouTube? Cause there you got those highlight reels and stuff that people can check out. What's the best way to check oh, demo reels. Oh, that's on my IMDB page. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cause uh, man, your stuff is awesome, bro. And I'm not just yeah, saying thanks, that. Man. Like I, I've always been entertained by it because I, it's smart. Like the stuff that you do is smart and, and I want people to check you out, man. So um, yeah, cool. keep, keep at it, bro. Keep at it. I you will. Know, like, awesome, bro. I appreciate you coming by and sharing your yeah, story. Man. Thanks for having me. This is a cool insight that we don't, a lot of conversation we don't have like this, you know, to hear, yeah. Yeah, hear yeah. about this and, and um, it's in, yeah, man, I admire your resilience because this is a, this is a grind for you. Right. But it's, grind. but it's good. You love it. But I mean, it's, you're, 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 you're doing what you love and you're following your passion. And I mean, that's, that's the main thing, right? It's never going to be, mm -hmm. easy. nothing good is ever easy. Right. So, no, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally, bro. All right, man. Thanks so much. Cool, brother. All right, Thank everybody. You. Matt Hamilton, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Go check out Maddie if you haven't already. Go follow him on Instagram. Um, he's doing some great things and super, super talented. So check him out. I hope you guys I hope you guys enjoyed that. Leave us a review. Subscribe. Share it with a friend. I know you probably won't, but just do it anyways. All right? Love you guys. Have a great day. Catch you next time. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.